Hey guys, the show is about ready to start, but really quick, I wanted to grab your attention, tell you to have a pencil and paper ready. I have some very important information you're going to want to stick around for after the show regarding updated contact information, websites, and more. Everything's changed. Holy cow. What do I mean? Everything's ready to start. I gotta run. Stick around after the show and I'll get you filled in. Welcome to this podcast. Get ready. Here we go. GOST Radio proudly presents Random Illusions, the podcast where the occult community goes for its listening pleasure. I'm your host, Shasta Ray. Grab a cup of coffee, grab a cup of tea, or grab a glass of wine at the end of a long day if that's what you want to do. Kick back, settle in, and hang out with me for just a little bit while we chat it up about magic. Good evening, and hello to all of you happy campers out there. Welcome to episode 19. I am hanging out in the studio with the giant dog and a bottle of water that I've added some vitamin powder to. Actually, today was rather cool. It wasn't a hot one. Tomorrow we're going to have a scorcher, but every now and then I treat myself to this vitamin supplement that you can put in water, and I always feel like I'm being healthy when I drink it, so I like it. So I think I'm just going to start out today with a little bit of listener mailbag action. We haven't done any listener mailbag in a while. Kay Ann wrote in and said she won $125 on a lottery game. So way to go, Kay Ann. Big shout out to you. Woohoo! Good job. That's all I've heard from anyone out there. So, you know, hit me up on Facebook or shoot me an email, whatever works for you. Uh, you can contact me through the website also. I myself have found a good amount of change on dog walks. I've kind of forgotten to keep track of it exactly, but it's between probably 12 and 18 cents this past week. I also had a $3 win on a lottery game, so I had that going on. As you know, maybe some of the newbies out there don't, so if this is your first time finding this podcast, I'll just go over it real quick. I perpetually have an ongoing experiment that's money magic, and it's for all of the regular listeners of this podcast. So I'm continually doing money magic for everyone out there that's a regular listener, and it's for money to manifest in fun and unexpected ways, and this could be in the form of money found on the ground, discounts, rebates, money gifted to you, gifts in general, something of value just given to you or you find it, uh, super duper low interest rates on loans or credit cards, that sort of thing, money out of the blue in any kind of way, forgotten debts that maybe got paid back, and then of course any kind of gamey type thing you can buy at a convenience store or gas station, that would be your lottery tickets, scratch off games, that sort of thing. So anyone out there that's doing money magic currently, I invite you to join in the fun with this experiment. Whatever money magic you're currently doing, you can always put a clause in there that says I ask for 1% of the results of this ritual be donated to the Random Illusions podcast listeners for the ongoing money magic experiment. If you're not doing money magic, you can just put some really good intentions out there. 
do a little bit of focus and just think that you want everyone that's a regular listener of this podcast to benefit from the money magic. And that's a way you can contribute. So that's my ongoing experiment that I would love to invite everyone to be part of. And if you're finding any of those little unexpected gems and tidbits of money, even if it's a a couple of coins, whatever, hit me up and let me know so we can celebrate that with you. Next, I would like to acknowledge those of you who are making purchases from the uh, website Occult Merch Shop that I have set up. That link, when you go to the website and then you click on the shop link, it's going to take you to my storefront for all things occult and all things merchandise. Your purchases not only help offset the cost of this podcast, but no matter what you pick for a design, you're going to also benefit the independent artist that created that particular design. Now, when you click on something, I'm going to admit it's going to bring up the t-shirt creator and you've got a ton of choices on colors, styles of shirt, sizes, the list goes on. Not everyone wants a t-shirt. I get it. Just scroll down. There's a ton of merchandise you can put that design on. There's mugs and laptop cases, phone cases, hoodies, children's apparel, home goods, all kinds of stuff. So just go explore it. Have fun. Check it out. It makes great gifts. Grab something for yourself while you're there. Here again, thanks in advance and thanks for all of those who have been making purchases from the shop. I appreciate you very much. Everything is appreciated and everything helps. Now, a quick new change to the way I'm doing things, a little bit, nothing drastic. If I have a very specific book that I'm going to review or that I'm going to put focus on for a month or two or whatever that's very specific, I'm going to put that in the show notes of every episode. But like right now, the current challenge involves a number of different books, and that's getting a little bit... um, Well, it's taxing all the space that I have for the show notes of each episode. So I'm going to update the blog off of the website for a list. And then I think I'm going to be able to just reference a link in the show notes for that particular blog entry. I think I can do that. So I'm going to experiment with that. We'll see how it goes. If it doesn't happen, you'll know I couldn't make it happen. We'll figure out a different way. Now, speaking of that reading list, let's go to our current challenge. I said we're going to start working with angels. So first and foremost, um, I'll go over some of those books here in a little bit. But first and foremost, I want to hit something that's very important. If we're going to jump into angel work, now each book is going to have its own information given. Some give more information than others. Make sure you read everything so you understand the magic that you're doing and how it's been structured. Okay, so if you're going to work out of this book, do things by this book's author for that particular method. Don't take that method and apply it to a different book. It may not work. Keep methods appropriate for the book that you're working out of. There might be very specific reasons that that method exists the way it does. So just keep things simple and do things that way. But there are some very specific rules in general when it comes to working with spirits, particularly angels. And some of this is going to always help you have continued success with your rituals, no matter what book you work out of. And if you keep to these simple rules of thumb, let's just call it a rule of thumb, you're almost assured of always having good results. Sometimes it's hard to tweak your thinking when you're not used to doing this, but trust me, it's easy. So first, I want to reiterate, magic is very, very personal. And if you've been practicing for a long time, if you're one of the adept ones out there or the longtime practitioners, 
and you've been getting regular results from your requests from spirits, you may have developed your own way of posing requests, your own mind filters, if you will. And you can either try my suggestions and see if they work for you, if they differ from your own or not. If you're pretty seasoned and you've got a pretty good grip on this, I'm not trying to change your ways. I'm just offering a good way for beginners to think of things to ensure success. If you want to try stuff, see if it works for you. That's cool too. But really, I'm not going to try to twist anyone's arm into changing something that you're very well established in. And, you know, I always encourage you do what works for you. But if you are new to this, try some of the beginner tips here. Here again, this is just some generalized bits of advice and just kind of, you know, keeping it simple. Number one, keep in mind, you are not praying to these beings. You are not worshiping them. You are getting their attention. You're posing a request and asking that they help you accomplish something or manifest a result. Keep your worship for the high power, for the source of all creation, for God, whatever your perception of that is. There's no right or wrong. But here again, no matter what spirits we work with on this podcast or I delve into, you're not worshiping these spirits. You are going to them to ask for help. Second, be respectful. They are divine beings. They're not mindless zombies. They're not non-thinking beings. They are directly connected to the divine, and they do communicate a bit differently than humans. So there are some surefire ways to pose your requests that are the most direct and easiest to be clear about what you're requesting. Okay. Number three, acknowledge your own connection to the divine. You've got a spark of the divine within you. You can call that your soul. You can call that the spark of life that keeps you going, your personal energy, whatever, however you view that. You need to acknowledge that that little spark within you is a direct connection to the high power, and that gives you authority to speak to these beings and to task them with helping you. It also gives you authority so that they will listen to you and take you seriously. So they work for the big guy. If you acknowledge your connection to the big guy within you, that gives you authority to task them and they will help. Now, they do respect free will. Angels won't interfere and they won't do anything unless you ask for their help, okay? Usually they're not going to step in or do anything. It's it's like against their rules, so you can think of it that way. That's an oversimplification, but you can think of it that way. Now, most of the time when you pose your request or you pose your petition, however you want to phrase that, Pose it as an end result as if it has already come to pass, like it's already happened. What you're projecting is what you want as an end result. So when you picture in your mind or you phrase things in your words as if you already have that end result, that's all you got to do. Now, for a little bit of extra oomph, and this always helps, you also need to project the emotions you're going to feel when you have that end result. So maybe it's tremendous relief. Maybe it's tremendous happiness. Maybe it's the feeling of hope or like your world is in balance because you just got that result. If you can add a little bit of emotional projection to that and then also what that end result is that you want, that's going to get you some results. Now in hand in hand with that, you do not want to present your request as in hoping for, wishing for, wanting that thing. Do not, 
I long for this, I wish for this, that will convey that your end result is that you want to stay in a state of wishing and hoping for. You don't want to convey that. You don't want to tell this angel or this being, oh, I want to stay in a state of desire. No, you want that desire satisfied. You want to have that in your grubby little hands, whatever it is, right? So always present it as if you already have it. These these beings, you got to understand, they can move back and forth through time. They can go to a different point in time and set things up so that you get your end result faster. They can do all kinds of things. So another thing you should never do is do not tell them how to make that end result happen. Don't micromanage them and don't narrow down the possibility of getting that end result by trying to tell them how to do their job. You're just telling them what you want so that they can go make it happen for you. Don't worry about the how. And don't get caught up in human thinking that, well, there's no way this can happen. This is impossible. Well, it's going to be really hard unless they do it this way, this way, this way. Don't even go there. You have to just kind of let go and trust that this is going to come together. And that's, that's one of the big things to overcome for a lot of people. It can be hard to do that. Next, you're going to want to do some work in the mundane world to make this come together for yourself. You need to be part of the task team, okay? You're a spirit in a body, so you should be one of the spirits that you call on to help with this task. Now, some things that you're, you're going to request, there may not be a lot that you can do in the mundane world. I can't think of an exact example right now, but there may be things that you just can't do a lot for, but you can alter your thinking. You can alter habits. You can think positive. You can change your attitude. Sometimes that might be part of the equation. Look and see if there's anything you can do in the mundane world to help this result manifest. Put your effort in. Another thing you need to do, when you get your end result, try using your insight, your intuition, whatever you can, to be able to A, recognize that end result. And then when you do get that end result, no matter how small it is, or if it's unexpected, or it's something that you just weren't even planning on, and you're not going to follow through with that end result, doesn't matter. Celebrate it. Summon that same spirit that, again, angel, whatever, acknowledge that you got that result. Give a very, very sincere thanks and gratitude for having received that help. and here again, it needs to be heartfelt. It needs to be very genuine. Generate that, that gratitude for, and a little bit of wonder. Wow, I got this result. How wonderful is this? This is mystical. This is terrific. You have gratitude and you're going to open yourself up to more results. It has been said that sometimes you're going to do some work and you may get a result that just isn't going to work for you still acknowledge that result. It doesn't mean you have to act on that result or accept that result, but you need to acknowledge it, okay? And be very grateful for it. That's a big, big, big key to success with any kind of magic is. And that's why I celebrate like the pennies that I find on the money magic and these little tiny things. When you acknowledge something, even in its smallest measure, it opens you up to receive more. Okay. You're acknowledging results. It opens you to bigger results. It's a big system. Just go with it. Be aware. Most magic fails. Okay. Fails when we 
don't pose our request in such a way that is very clear. Maybe we contradict ourselves. Sometimes there's hangups that are blocking those results. Maybe it hasn't manifested yet. You need to give things time to manifest. Sometimes it's not going to be instant. A lot of us get really lazy with some of these really easy magic books that we have available to us now. We've been doing some stuff where we get these really instant results and we forget that we sometimes need a little bit of patience on the matter and hang in there. Sometimes things are just going to happen at the best possible time for the best possible result and you need to trust the system. That can be really hard, especially in our society of microwave and McDonald's mentality where you can just go get anything you need at Walmart. You can drive through and get a meal. Um, You can pop something in the microwave and cook it in a matter of minutes and uh, you're on, on to the next thing, right? Everything's instant now, now, now. We sometimes need to just slow down and have some patience. And this is no exception to the rule. Sometimes we just don't see that end result. We got results, but we're not recognizing it. We're not thinking outside of the box. I'm going to help you with that in upcoming seasons and episodes and all sorts of stuff. We're going to work on all sorts of stuff in that direction. Next, don't forget, you've got to practice magic. Practice it, practice, practice, practice. And you need to work out of a book a little bit to decide whether or not something works for you. I see online a lot, people get really frustrated. Well, I tried this, it just doesn't work. Well, you may have been projecting doubt. You may not have asked right. It may be bad timing. You didn't see the result. Don't give up on a book. Um, Sometimes things just aren't going to resonate with you and that's okay. But give that system a chance to work. And here again, journal stuff. Sometimes you'll miss stuff. Sometimes you'll catch it months later. It's like, oh, wow, yeah, I did get a result for that. Okay, cool. Some of this is just part of the fun of learning magic is finding those results that you didn't realize happened. There's all sorts of things that can go on. So keep practicing, keep your eyes peeled, keep working on your insight, your intuition, and your emotions and your imagination. Those things work as a system to get results. One thing that's going to really cause magic to fail, this is a big one, never do magic just for the sake of seeing if it's going to work. Don't do it. Never demand of the divine proof of the divine. If you work any kind of magic, do so with a need that you truly believe is a need. You need the results from this ritual. You need to actually believe it, take it seriously, have faith in the system, and know that it's going to work. If you're just doing something just to see if you're going to get a result, that projects doubt from the get-go. And when you project doubt, why should any spirit help you? Because what you're projecting is you're not going to help me, so they're going to give you that for their end result. Okay, don't forget that. One thing that'll sabotage your results is something that we call lusting for results. You'll hear this a lot in the magic community. Now, it's natural to think about the magic you just did. You want something, you want an end result, of course you're going to think about it. Try to keep it in check. Try to keep it in perspective. A really good rule of thumb is if you do some magic, try to conclude that ritual and then go engage in some activity that's healthy, that's going to consume your focus. Especially if you like to cook, go cook yourself some food that you have to pay attention to what you're doing if you're going to cook, right? So, and then get some nourishment in you. It's always good. Involve yourself in a hobby, something that's going to involve your attention, something that, you know, really grabs your thought process and drags you away from that magic you just did. 
Let it go cook. Let it go do its thing. Don't fixate on it. Lusting for results is when you obsess on it and you fixate on it. And did it happen yet? Did it happen? I got to look and see. I got to find proof. I got to, and you're always searching. That'll project doubt here again. And that doubt is going to sabotage your results. So you can still do your work in the mundane. Like I said, you're going to have to do some work in the mundane. Here's an example. Maybe you want a new job. You're not going to get a new job if you don't do anything for that job to manifest. You've either got to be putting your resume out, updating your resume, doing a little bit of research, getting it in front of managers. Maybe you want a promotion within the company you work for. You've got to make inquiries, show interest, make yourself valuable, all kinds of things. If you just sit there and you don't do anything, you don't fill out job applications, you don't talk to anyone very rarely is just a job just going to land on your front doorstep. <laughs> if you're not even reading, you know, websites with job listings or anything, you've got to do something for it to manifest. Now, you may be hard up for something and you really need that job. You can do your part in the mundane world without lusting for results. For example, when you're going to put some time and attention on doing some of this, still think in terms of you already landed that perfect job. Leave things a little open-ended. Don't narrow your desires down so tiny and funnel it down to such a fine point that it's almost impossible to manifest that thing that you want. Leave a little bit of room for that magic to work. Now, I'm just going to do a quick mention and give you one more book that you can add to the mix for working on your shadow work goals. Bal Kedmon, of course, has yet another book that looks pretty darn good for this. And I was reading through this earlier. It's called The 42-Letter Name of God. And it's, it's another book where there's a direct link to the divine to accomplish whatever it is you need. And he gives a few different rituals in there. And it's, it's rituals that can absolutely play into some of the self-work that we've been talking about. And it can help protect you and do other stuff. So check that out. I'm not going to get into it. But there's a lot of good information. He explains things really well. It's a short read. It's very quick. And it looks really good. I'm going to be working out of that probably a little bit. For a little bit of extra credit, you can also check out Bal Kedmon's book called Chod Practice Demystified Severing the Ties that Bind. I've actually had this book for quite some time and I have not cracked it open. As I understand, it's a good book to help you let go of some things that just don't serve you in a positive way. And so that plays into that shadow work and it's just another method that you can explore. I did get some time this week to read through Angels of Alchemy and I got to say I'm really excited about a few things regarding this book. This is another one I mentioned before. I've had this for over four years and I've just never done anything with it. And I don't even remember reading the beginning of it or anything. So I think I got it and I just didn't use it. Damon Brand actually refers to, and I didn't know this, and he recommends using in conjunction with this book, Zana Blaze's book, The 72 Sigils of Power, okay, that deal with the 72 names of God. So he actually refers to that. And then also in the beginning, he has some really, really, really good advice on doing your work in the mundane and just some reiteration of some of the stuff I've already talked about in this episode. So check that out. 
And one thing I'm going to say is here again, do a little bit of work in the mundane, show the angels that you're serious about this, put a little bit of effort into the mix. And here again, we get so lazy with some of the magic that's out there nowadays that we just, I don't know, I don't get it. But anything worth having is worth putting some energy and focus on. So in this one, it's pretty simple. You get to choose the frequency of how often you do a particular ritual. So you could do it once a day for seven days. You could do it once a day for three days. You could do it maybe once a week or twice a week for a month. Uh, Whatever you want to put energy into and, and however it resonates with you, you get to structure that. But I do suggest keep a little calendar if it's going to be a span of time or like twice a week or something and stick to it. Write a schedule for yourself and stick to it. These little rituals in this book is just nothing more, nothing less than scanning an image with your eyes and putting your mind in a certain frame of mind and just doing the work for just a couple of minutes. And then you're on with your day. There is almost no time for this. Pick a good time of day and make it a habit. It's going to be a short span habit. Like I said, you can do three days, seven days, every day for a month, once a week for a month, whatever. But pick a time that you're going to do this and stick with it. It's not hard. And then this is a magic that you can do as often as you need to. Give Damon Brand's words a good read, get really familiar with it. And if you need to write some like cue cards for yourself or little flashcards, do that. But this is a really good book to work out of and you can work on it hand in hand with some of the 72 names of God. You can structure however you want on all of this. Now I've chosen my two personal goals to work on and my plan of attack. Now, for me personally, I'm going to be using a combination of stuff. I'm going to be using candle magic. I'm going to work with some of the mantra chanting with the crystals and the moldavite. I'm going to incorporate the angels of alchemy, the sigils of power and transformation, the 72 sigils of power slash 72 names of God. And then I'm also going to add that 42 letter name of God for my work. Now I may not use all of those for everything, but as I delve into the work, I may change up my approach. I may add stuff. I'm going to just see what applies. I haven't got an exact plan of attack with this. I just know I'm going to work with all these sources. And so for the next week, I'm going to structure how I want to work on each one because there might be several rituals that might apply to one area. So you might want to attack different aspects of a problem okay, and different ways of changing your thinking. There's all different ways to do stuff. So do what works for you. And then here again, journal it, keep track of what you're doing, and then review it regularly so you can see if you're making any progress. And when you do your little entries in your journal or your notebook, leave an extra couple of lines so you can put notes in it for future reference. I think that's really all I've got this week. If you've figured out the couple of things that you're going to work on, start getting your plan of attack together. Read through one or more of these books. You don't have to do everything like I just described. I'm a little bit overachiever, but I've been working with a lot of these methods and reading up on them. And I'm pretty comfortable with layering my magic and structuring stuff. And I'm still not quite sure my exact plan of attack, but I'll see what fits for my problems that I want to work on. And, you know, start looking at the core angle of the problem and what 
what areas of your life do you have that this kind of interferes with or holds you back? Or what changes do you want to make? Start picking stuff apart. There might be a ton of angles to stuff. And of course, you can use Jareth Tempest's methods that he talked about when he was on the show. If you've got some other self-help books or self-help oriented magic books um, that you want to add, let's just stick with angel work and stuff that you can generate from self for now and just put a, a, a real hard focus on that. It's a real healthy thing to do and it will be really fun to see you get some positive results. And keep in mind that some of this may not dislodge and it may not be an instant fix right away. You may have to keep at some of this for a while. Some of us have really deep scars and we have things that go back years and years and years into our psyche and it's really rooted in there. Maybe some traumas, whatever. If there's a need for professional help, by all means, you can use some of this magic to help you find maybe the right therapist, maybe the right treatment, whatever. You can do magic in conjunction with your treatments. Okay, so don't think really narrow-minded like, I'm going to do one ritual and all my problems are going to be solved. Sometimes it's not that easy. And then seeking help in the mundane world, if it's necessary or if that applies to you, that's that's your mundane work. That means you're actually working towards a goal and you're doing everything that you can in your power. So then those angels and those divine beings and that divine energy with the 72 names of God is going to jump right in and help massage that and make it happen for you faster and more effectively. Okay, so there's no right or wrong, but you should always do the maximum amount that you can within reason. Don't stress yourself out. And as I've said in the past, make this fun. Make it an adventure for yourself. Don't make it a stressful thing. Don't make it a scary thing. Pick out some stuff and get really excited about it, okay? Change your thinking, change your habits, and do what you can. And some of this is going to be little baby steps. You don't have to let it consume you, but put a little focus on some stuff throughout your week and really put some energy into making some healthy, positive changes for yourself. And you'd be really surprised at how quickly something that's been a detriment to your life or holding you back can turn into something really positive. And I can't help but think back to what Jareth Tempest said when you start trying to communicate with some of these habits as if it's a little gremlin in your life. Eventually, you're going to get to a point where you ask it to be your ally. So let this be a process that turns into something for your favor. You know, make it a good thing in your life. Real quick, I want to give another shout out to our friends in Jamaica. We were at number 71 on the charts last week in Jamaica for the religion and spirituality. We have shot all the way up to number 68. So we've gone up a couple of notches on that ranking. So thank you, Jamaica. It's good to always hear these great things. I would love to go visit Jamaica sometime. Love to. I've always wanted to, and I've just never got around to it. All right, let's see what we got for our tea tag this week. Real quick here. There we go. Life is a gift. Experience is the beauty. Oh, that's wonderful. Love it. All right, now let's see what we got for our fortune cookie slip. Courage is not the absence of fear, it is the conquest of it. Nice. All right, so all of you playing lottery tickets out there, get your pencils ready. Here's your lucky numbers. This is from the back of the fortune cookie slip. 6, 19, 
29, 34, 37, and 41. Alright, there you go. I guess that's it for this week. I've went a little bit over on time, but not too bad. So let's just end this by saying keep a smile on your face, keep a bounce in your step, keep practicing your magic, keep thinking on your goals, keep putting a little bit of effort into the mundane world, and I'm going to catch you next time. Bye-bye! Thanks for sticking around after the show. Oh my gosh, so many changes and so many things to tell all of you about. We are officially in rerun mode. What does that mean for you? Well, hey, if you listen on your favorite podcast app, nothing is going to change. You will always be able to go back and listen to your favorite episodes and guest spots anytime you want, just as you always have. Again, nothing will change for those of you that use your favorite podcast app. Next, the website will change a little bit. It will change to www.podpage.com slash random dash illusions, or you can listen directly off the host site, www.randomillusions.buzzsprout.com. Links are now in every episode show notes. Check it out. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash radio. Twitter.com slash GOST Radio. If you love YouTube, don't forget to subscribe to the Random Illusions Podcast YouTube channel, the GOST Radio YouTube channel, and TikTok. Don't forget to follow us there. Links are down in the show notes. Exclusively for the listener base of Random Illusions, Tim and I are going to continue our coffee.com divinations. Just let us know if you want a rune reading by Tim or a tarot reading by Shasta and what your question is. Give us about two business days and we will respond with a thorough answer to your question, giving you some insight and maybe a little inspiration as well. If you would like to follow Tim and I as we jump into our new leadership roles and all of the new projects we are presenting and working on, don't forget to hit us up. Facebook, privately, Tim Cheesebrow. Shasta Michaels, Random Illusions, or just shoot us an email at magic, M-A-G-I-C-K, at randomillusions.com, and we will send you links as to where you can keep tabs on all of our future endeavors and adventures, and hey, you may want to get involved yourself. You never know. All right, keep your eyes and ears peeled. We will be announcing when we will be back. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.